And now our reading taken from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 21 to 28. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offences. For I will save them from all their sinful backsliding, and I will cleanse them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws, and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, the land where your fathers live. They and their children and their children's children will live there forever and David my servant will be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant. I will establish them and increase their numbers and I will put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God. And they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy when my sanctuary is among them forever. So God's word may echo in our hearts his promise, the fact of his presence always with us. It's rightly been said that all man-made religion stands in opposition to the gospel. Because man-made religion is an ascent towards the eternal perfect God. Up, up, up. That's its call. God is high above and we are down below and now we shall soar by means of our moral, spiritual and religious endeavours out of earthly human debts into the divine heights. But the gospel that we celebrate this Christmas time is God coming down, down, down to be Emmanuel, to sit in the dirt with us. It's not about our capacity to reach God. It's about God coming and meeting and embracing us in our weakness, in our vulnerability, and a helplessness. That's why Jesus entered the world as a newborn baby. Wesley expressed the mystery admirably in one of his hymns. Let earth and heaven combine, angels and men agree, to praise in songs divine the incarnate deity, our God, contracted to a span, incomprehensibly made man. He laid his glory by, He wrapped him in our clay. Unmarked by human eye, the latent Godhead lay. Infant of days he here became, 
and bore the mild Emmanuel's name. Wesley's earned the admiration of other hymn writers, not least because he managed to make the world incomprehensibly fit into the lines of one of his hymns. But in Jesus, God is with us, paradoxically revealing his power in weakness, his majesty in humility, his infinite nature in being confined to human form, our God contracted to a span. We, we struggle with God revealing himself to us in this way. Charles Moore says we want a God who's mighty and invincible, a God who destroys evil in a flash, makes everything all right with a wave of his hand. We prefer the kind of God we can soar up to and glory in. We don't want to admit that our efforts to reach him are not only futile, but unworthy. God's descent means that we can't come up to him. It's he who comes down to us. He alone bridges the gulf between what is and what ought to be and shows us this not in a display of power, but by the embarrassing journey of climbing down. God comes to meet us right where we are. It's not about how good we are or how clever we are or how hard we work. It's simply about how much he loves us. And that can be a liberating discovery to me. This is the God who made himself nothing to be with us. And in doing so, he nullifies our pride in our own achievements, our goodness, our capabilities and our strengths. We can feel a little bit threatened by that. King Herod was. The ruler with armed soldiers at his disposal. The ruler whose ambitious building projects remain standing today as testimony to his power and influence. He found... The news of Jesus' birth exposed and brought to the surface all his deep insecurities. And his response was the unsuccessful and brutal attempt to destroy Jesus by massacring all the baby boys in Bethlehem. The Christmas story really is no sentimental fairy tale. The birth of Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem has the capacity to bring out the worst as well as the best in us. It brought out the worst in Herod. And if we cling to our own notions of power and self-importance, we can be threatened by the baby in Bethlehem as well. God comes as the child in the manger because he seeks to disarm us rather than to conquer us. He comes not to bring us into enforced subjugation, but to invite us to respond to his grace. And that means he allows us the freedom either to welcome and worship the baby in Bethlehem or to reject him and entrench ourselves in indifference or in aggression. Somehow the baby in Bethlehem being Emmanuel, God with us, has the unnerving effect of polarising people one way or the other as we're either drawn towards him or we shun and avoid him and withdraw from him. John in his Gospel explains that this is how the judgment works. God's light has come into the world. And our response is either to shun and avoid the light because our deeds are evil, or to come out of darkness into his light as we allow God to work in and through us. If Jesus is Emmanuel, 
God with us. That that means we don't live in a closed, predictable universe. God is real. God has stepped into our world. He wants to step into our lives. And we welcome him, or we turn aside and push him away. But God is very patient with us. And so gently, unobtrusively, we have this annual reminder that the baby born in the stable and laid in the manger is Emmanuel, God with us, God present in our world. It's God showing us that he's real. It's God showing us that he loves us. It's God showing us that he has come down to us and invites us to turn and put our trust in him. How many years has God been trying to get your attention and you've been holding him at arm's length? We have our grandson staying with us at the moment. And the thing about babies is, of course, that they demand attention almost all the time. It's not just the basic stuff of feeding, changing, keeping them clean and getting, getting them to sleep. Though those four tasks alone can be a full-time job to a tired parent. It's the emotional engagement with them. The cuddling, the holding, the talking to them, the giving and receiving of love, the bond that is established and strengthened, the development of character and personality and identity through this new relationship. Babies have this uncanny habit of becoming the number one priority in our lives when we've got them. And maybe that's another reason why we think of God as Emmanuel. Jesus with us in the form of a newborn baby. Because like a newborn baby, Jesus isn't simply going to go away. He kind of demands first place in our priorities. If you're a parent, then having a baby is a lifetime commitment that changes everything. In the same way, accepting that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, changes everything for good. Like a newborn baby, God never stops trying to get your attention. And he's not going to stop. Because he wants to build that relationship with you. For him to play a vital part in the development of your character, your identity, your personality. Because a relationship, a real, living, loving relationship, has the capacity to change us. To unlock new levels of love and commitment in our hearts. To assess what really matters in our lives. When we discover that this tiny baby in Bethlehem is Emmanuel, God with us. It opens up a whole dimension to who we are and how we feel. God is no longer the great unknown up there somewhere. Through Jesus, God is here. And it's personal. Inviting our love, our commitment, our dedication, this new relationship, changing everything. As a baby does when a baby comes into a household. And it's personal because Emmanuel is God with us. And that includes you. It's not that Jesus is it's Emmanuel, God with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men. It's not even that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, in the sense that he's present in some undefinable way to humanity as a whole. No, Emmanuel means God with us. Right here, right now. That means with me and with you and those whom you know and love. You are included in the us of God with us. You're not left out of the picture because Christ is born for you. And in the baby in the manger, God comes to you to be with you, 
to invite your love and commitment and dedication and attention to open up that new relationship and to change your life. And that creates a sense of wonder. This, this child, this child is God's gift to me. Your identity, the sense of who you are, becomes defined by this new relationship. If Jesus is Emmanuel, God with you, you are not alone. If Jesus is Emmanuel, then God is for you and you do not need to be afraid. If Jesus is Emmanuel, then God loves you and you do not need to be ashamed. If Jesus is Emmanuel, then God accepts you for who you are and you have nothing to prove. If Jesus is Emmanuel, then God forgives you and you are not a failure in his eyes. If Jesus is Emmanuel, then this is God coming into your heart, giving your life value and dignity. And inviting you to love those around you with the love that God has for them as well. If Jesus is Emmanuel, then God chooses to be with you. That means your life has value and meaning and purpose. If Jesus is Emmanuel, then he is God with you everywhere, all the time. He's promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. That means all of life is holy. That means we can celebrate his presence with us every single day. Not just at Christmas time. I met George in the street the other day and he greeted me with the words, I wish it could be Christmas every day. And I pulled a face, as those of you who know me would expect me to do. But he said, no, 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 no. Christmas is Emmanuel. Christmas is gone with us. It's gone with us every single day. And he's right, of course. God wants to be part of your life. Who you are, how you live, how you feel about yourself. Bringing that love and forgiveness into your heart and into your relationships. In Jesus, God has given us all the best gift ever. Because in Jesus... God himself is with us, with you, if you welcome him and invite him into your heart and allow him to become part of your life. And nothing, nothing is ever the same again. Because this baby, this baby changes everything. Let's pray. Lord, we, 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 we ponder the mystery that you are Emmanuel, God with us. And, and the words are so familiar. Make them real to us. You are with me. With us. Thank you, it was your choice to come down because you love us. And you wait for our response of yes, welcome. Or no, thank you. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your capacity to change everything. To transform our lives by who you are and this relationship we can have with you. This Christmas, in the midst of all the busyness, thank you that we can be still and worship you, the God who is with us, the God who is for us, 
the God who is Emmanuel.